Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. It's been a minute. I had to recharge me batteries. Take some time off. Just step away. But I am back and I welcome you back. I hope that you had a good time doing whatever it is that you were doing with your life. You know how we like to do this, bad boy. We start off with a subject matter. And the subject matter is you don't understand what I'm talking about. Maybe it's the fact that I do not speak the language called loser. And that's why you cannot fully understand me. Do we all lose in life? Do we all lose things in life? Sure. Nobody is perfect. And I am not claiming to be. But there is a particular language called loser. It's called defeat. It's called giving up, giving, having no hope, no faith in situations that sometimes seem like they come against you. And everything should be probably weighing you down. But you have to speak power to those lies. You have to speak hope to the hopeless. You have to speak faith to situations that seem like they, you cannot win. Will you always win? We already discussed that. No, you will not always win. Sometimes it's not set out for you to win. You have to realize doors close because other doors should be open. Relationships break up because other relationships should be starting. Jobs run out of steam because there are more opportunities and maybe more money and more room for advancement. Some minds and our own hearts and i don't do that we'll never get strange talk with doc do i preach shangri-la no i don't preach at all but i don't talk shangri-la i talk realism and realism is also the opportunity and chance for you to succeed you can win in situations that seem hopeless nobody ever heard of a comeback there are things called comebacks. There are ways to strengthen yourself, ways to educate yourself, ways to pull your own bootstraps up, tie those boots, and start kicking ass with them. But so many people, they, they, they come up against any kind of roadblock, and they automatically go to, I can't, I won't. It won't happen for me. They're looking for luck. They're looking for a miracle. The miracle lies within you. Speak to that miracle that lies within you, in your brain, in your hands, in your body, in your mind, and in your soul. And if you don't have them, go out and search for them, fight to get them. You want to obtain the tools in your toolbox that are going to strengthen you beyond compare in the darkest of darkest days. There might be just a glimmer of light. Be that shining bright light. You can do it. You will do it if you believe that you can do it. But if you're looking for somebody who is going to tell you that you're losing and that's what you deserve, then you're in the wrong place. I say thank you for listening and peace to you. But that's just the way it goes. I'm never going to speak loser. It's not a language that I'm going to understand. Even as I'm dying and taking my last breaths, I'm going to hope and dream of a better place. I'm going to hope and dream of peace. I'm going to hope and dream uh, that I earned something better than darkness. So 
just go on with that thought. And if you need to rewind it, I hope that I was clear in my thoughts. I hope that I helped you out in a little bit, way, shape, or form, okay? So Mike Haggerty, an actor who was known for being on Friends, he was the fat guy, you know, that occasionally appeared on a lot of TV shows. He was on Seinfeld, some show called Somebody Somewhere, and I believe he was, oh yeah, he definitely was on Friends. He passed away at the age of 67. Kevin Samuels, a controversial figure, against women, especially black women. He died at the age of 56. We're not saying an RIP. I'm just giving you the news. If you didn't know Kevin Samuels died, he's dead. Okay. Jewel Caples, considered the first lady of death row records. I thought that would have been rampage. I mean, I'm really not familiar with Miss Jewel's Caples, but if they're calling her the first lady of death row, like the female version of, uh, the brother who sung on the songs because she wasn't a rapper. She died at the age of 53. And country music star Mickey Gilly. Um, his name is more famous basically for honky-tonk bars than even being a recording artist. But he was a big-time recording artist. He appeared on a lot of TV shows, including Urban Cowboy. And, I mean, in the 80s, he uh, these Western-themed night spots popped up all over America the Mickey Gillies, he died at the age of 86. After getting some information that I found quite disturbing, I no longer will give the COVID-19 numbers here on this show because there's just too much controversy. We have listed as 84 million cases and 1.1 million, 1 .1 million dead in America, and 514 million cases and 6.3 million dead worldwide, 576 million people vaccinated. But the WHO, the World Health Organization, came out with a report this week that these numbers might be shorted by three times their real numbers. So I don't want to give false information to anybody. So this is the last time that I'm going to mention COVID-19 numbers on Strange Talk with Doc, period, point blank. I just cannot do it. So a judge that's overseeing the Derek Chauvin civil rights case accepted his plea deal, and he's going to be sentenced to 20 to 25 years in prison. This dude has been trying to get his prison sentence moved to a federal penitentiary, which is obviously easier time to do than state penitentiary. He's been trying to manipulate this since he pleaded uh, well, he was since he was found guilty, and I'm hoping, and it, we, you know, sometimes your hopes and your dreams don't add up to reality. We discussed that earlier. I wish that he was serving these sentences consecutively instead of concurrently. This way, he would have had to do his time state and then do his time federal. But they're going to give him concurrent, I mean, consecutive sentences. So. You know what? This dude still could be home in 18, 19 years with good behavior. It just depends on what they do. The federal judge does. Where does he sentence some state or federal penitentiary? I'm hoping that he gets the time that he deserves where he deserves it on the state level so that he doesn't have any of the perks of a federal penitentiary. Rapper Kid Creo was also sentenced this week to 16 years in prison for his fatal, his part in a fatal stabbing he was found guilty of. I wish that he would have 
listen to one of the most powerful songs ever made in the rap world, which was called The Message by Flash and the Furious Five, which he was a member of. Uh, but now he's a convicted murderer who will probably spend the rest of his life locked up behind bars because this man is in his late to mid-50s. You add 16 years, you're talking 72 years. We don't know what the conditions of his health is. So, you know what? I wish you the best, Kid Creole, but you killed somebody, dude, and now you have to pay for that. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame came out with his class of 2022, and Eminem is now a Hall of Famer. Even those people who do not like Eminem for whatever reason, maybe just because he's white, Eminem is now a Hall of Famer. Dolly Parton is now a Hall of Famer. Durant Durant is a Hall of Famer. The Eurythmics are Hall of Famers. Carly Simon is a Hall of Famer. Lionel Richie with his pop-ass shit, even though I loved him as a Commodore, I really wasn't a big fan of him as Lionel Richie, the pop artist, but he's a Hall of Famer. And Pat Benatar, well-deserved, is a Hall of Famer. Now, they also added other people to the Hall of Fame, which what they call their musical elegance, I mean, uh, excellence award, excellence award. And that's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Everybody knows Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Judas Priest. Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton uh, received the early influence award and Jimmy Lovine and Sugar Hill Records founder Celia Robinson received the Ahmed Ingrunt Award, which honors non-performing industry professionals. Obviously, people who are in the field of executors or executives, so they have been added also. So this is a pretty good class of Hall of Famers. You know, Dolly Parton, I didn't even understand why she was bucking the system by going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just a name. They should probably rename this place the Music Hall of Fame because all genres of music are represented. It's still a very elite class. There are not a lot of members. So to get in there, this is one of the hardest Hall of Fames to get in. They're not just letting anybody in. So, you know what? Congratulations to all of them. I started watching this program. It's a uh, HBO program called We Run This City. It's about cops in Baltimore, a group of, uh, we in New York would call them uh, jump out boys. These cops are dirty cops. This happened not too long ago, like in 2017. So to come out with a TV show about it so quick was pretty impressive and you will recognize a lot of the faces that are in this series some a lot of people from the wire in this series it's a good program i think i'm up to episode two Uh, i can't wait to see episode three for those of you who are fans the ultimate fighter returned last week you got heavyweight men and you got lightweight women and the two coaches are juliana pena and Amanda Nunes, so I'm expecting a good season. This Is Us fucked us all up this weekend by killing Miguel. Did I see it coming as I was watching the program? No, but did Miguel deserve an episode to explain how him and Rebecca actually became him and Rebecca? Yes, 
I thought it was well put together. We got to say goodbye to Miguel's character. It was bizarre seeing that he actually went out before Rebecca. But you know what? They give little uh, little hints in their vignettes that they do when you look at the times and frames. We noticed that we didn't see Miguel when they in the last scene where obviously Rebecca's going to pass away. We also didn't see Randall's wife when he greeted his daughters, which I found to be a little bizarre. He greeted all of his daughters. He came out to greet them, but he wasn't there with his wife, which we now have to figure out what happened to her. There's only three more episodes left. I finally started getting into Peaky Blinders. I had to watch the very last episode of season five just to bring myself up to date because it's been three years since Peaky Blinders. Right now, Tommy Shelby is clean and sober. I mean, he's really throwing that down people's throats that he doesn't drink. But his brother, Arthur, is basically a heroin addict. And and that's kind of sad to see him go out like that. So I got like three more episodes. Peaky Blind just keeps it quick. Six episodes, they end, they're out, and they move on. So I'm going to finish that up before next week's show. And I'll give you a full recap of how I thought this last finale season went. I also watched SNL. Arcade Fire stunk. I cannot believe how bad Arcade Fire sounded to me, at least to me personally. The show itself was all right. Uh, It's standard Saturday Night Live. It didn't blow me away. Uh, My man, Dr. Strange, uh, Cumberbatch was the host. And like I said, Arcade Fire was the uh, musical group. So it was all right. Now, we're going to keep this show pretty short because I'm just getting my wings back underneath me. I'm just getting my legs, my feet back underneath me, and it's been a while. So I just wanted to put something out there so people hear my voice and let you know that Strange Talk with Doc is not going away. It's not going anywhere. This is a, a passion of mine. I love doing it. I love talking about certain subjects, and, and I think that I help some people along the line. So the NBA the Suns and the Mavericks are tied 2-2. Luka had a great game. Uh, me, personally, I'm hoping that the Mavs do a shocker and pull off the victory. But I see the Suns winning this four games to three. The Bucks are up two games to one over the Celtics. I got the Bucks winning this series at six. The Warriors are up two games to one over the Grizzlies. John Moran might have a little bit of an ankle thing going on. The Warriors have been playing tough. I mean, these are both very good defensive teams. I got the Grizzlies actually winning the seven, so I'm not going to turn my back on that. This is what I picked before the series started, and I'm sticking with it. And we also have the Heat in the 76ers tied, two games apiece. I'm going to go with the Heat to win this series. I don't know about Embiid and Harding. Harding had a bounce-back game. I don't know if he's going to continue doing this. I don't points, so I'm going with that. And let's say congratulations to Daniel Cormier, a two-time division in the UFC. He was inducted into the UFC or will be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. This man was the light heavyweight and the heavyweight champion of the UFC. 
he always came off as a decent dude. I like Daniel. I wish him nothing but the best of luck going forward with his life and his golf game. I'm a golfer. He loves golf now. Good for him. He found his passion in his retirement. I tell people all the time, golf is something that can carry you into your old, when you're totally great, when your beard is totally great and your head is bald, you could still get out on the golf course. You might not be able to play football or play basketball or baseball anymore due to the running and the taxing on the body, but you could, you should be able to golf into your 60s, maybe into your 70s. So that gives you something to look forward to. The UFC had a card this weekend. Charles Oliveira submitted Justin Gagey in the first round. I'm not totally shocked. What I'm shocked is Charles Oliveira came in 0.5, a half a pound overweight, and was stripped of his title. I have never seen anybody in the UFC stripped of their title for being a half a pound over in a title match. Okay. So what? He he still retains his title if he wins. He pays a fine. He pays Gagey that 20% or 30%, whatever they do, but he does not lose his belt. Now he's set up to, as far as I'm concerned, set up to fight Connor if Connor could drop the weight to get to 155. And they'll probably try to do this as quick as possible because they have a big card coming up in July, July uh, 4th weekend is the UFC's, like, Super Bowl weekend, their WrestleMania weekend in Vegas. Rose Nama Yunus and Carla Esponsa, the cookie monster, put on the worst display in a championship fight. Actually, an embarrassing display for the UFC in a championship fight. We are talking five rounds, which is 25 minutes, and a grand total of 68 punches landed. They didn't really kick. There was not a lot of shooting or takedowns. This was a bore fest. The people in Arizona could have actually booed them out of the building worse than they did. I I don't understand. Neither one of them wanted to engage. We know that that's Carla's style, but Rose is an aggressive person. At least she's been fighting aggressive over the last couple of fights. And for her to just sit back and talk about this was strategic, it was stupid. I, I'm I'm ashamed that I had to sit through that. Every single person who stuck through that 25 minutes was the loser, including Rose and Carla. If there was some way that they didn't have to actually give the belt to anybody by just calling this some kind of technical draw, they should have did it and made them do this over again at another time where they both promised to engage each other. Michael Chandler did an upkick tony ferguson that was brutal and to see the brutality of this upkick you must see this in a still picture in a still picture you will see the distortion in tony ferguson's face i hope that tony's head and brain and jaw are fine today because that was one hell of a kick donald cerrone was supposed to fight joe lazon but this bout was canceled Neither one of them at the weigh-in looked like they were invested. I think I'm calling bullshit on this fight, too. It seemed like they were just, Donald Cerrone was there to hype some shitty cowboy movie that he's in with Gina Carano, which they hyped over and over and over again during the course of the night on some station that nobody watches. It's some 
MAGA Trump station, but then out of the blue, Donald Cerrone, when was the last time you ever heard of a fighter getting food poisoning the day before a fight? They usually have their own shit pre-packed, sealed away, so that they're not eating out, they're not eating or putting anything in their body that they cannot control. These are professionals, and this is how they conduct themselves. So that was a whole uh, between the Charles Oliveira, and let's not forget, 22 of the 30 fighters on this card were 0.5 overweight. 22 of the 30. What is the astronomical odds of that? Next weekend, we have UFC Fight Night. I believe it's all going to be on ESPN. We got former champ John, John Valkovich fighting Alexander Rocky. Ryan Spahn is fighting Ion Kubala. Caitlin Kudigan is fighting Amanda Rebus. Verna Androba is fighting Angela Hill. And Michael Johnson is fighting Alan Patrick. So hopefully that's a good card. And I want to congratulate my Yankees for turning around, man. I'm a huge Yankee fan. I'm hoping my Yankees can maintain they just came off 11 game winning streak and then yesterday they split a double header they won the first one and then they lost the second one because there was massive rains matter of fact we had some rains here that were like hurricane style rains blacked us out for hours uh it was a pain in the ass no lights thank god it wasn't so hot outside because right now we're in some kind of cold spell where the weather's only like the 50s or 60s, but we're supposed to get back up into the upper 70s by the end of the week. And I know some people right now going, man, I hope for 50s or whatever. But, you know, the weather here should be around almost 80 every day, and it's not. Uh, maybe it's good I get to save some money on my uh, electric bill by not running my AC all day. Now, next week, show, and this is just a teaser. Make of it what you will. I will explain. I always will explain what I'm talking about. My title will always reflect the beginning of my show. That is a guarantee. That's a promise that I make to you. I will not tuck it in the middle. I'm not trying to get you to listen to me for 20 minutes before I throw it at you. But the title of next week's show, and this is something that's going to be a personal story of mine. It is not your band-aid to rip off. Just think about that for a second. If it is not on your body, it is not your band-aid to rip off. And I'm just going to leave that as that. I'm going to tell you like I tell you all the time that I appreciate you listening. You don't have to do so. Uh, if you get a chance, if you get an opportunity, could you please hit me on email, Twitter, Facebook? I don't care where you do it. And tell me, why do you even listen to Strange Talk with Doc? Why do you take time out of your day to listen to anything that comes out of my mouth when you don't even get the chance and the opportunity to actually even really see my face because I don't do a video podcast. But I'm interested. What do you like about the show? What do you dislike about the show? Help me out by letting me know what I can improve on if it's within my wheelhouse to do so. And I'm going to tell you once again, people, peace to you and peace to you as you have a wonderful wonderful week.